our core essence is what makes us uniquely us. Our guest today is on a mission to help all of us discover what your true essence is. Join us. Welcome back to another episode of the Get Over It podcast. I am your host, Dr. Christopher Fasano. Before we begin, just want to remind you the easiest way to get these new episodes is to subscribe on your favorite player or YouTube if you're watching this. Uh, if you're really enjoying the show, we would appreciate if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and tell us why you love the show. So now on to our guest for today's episode. Our guest for today's episode is Lauren Tetro. I've gotten to know her through uh, our professional relationship here at Over It. In my short time knowing Lauren, she's a really excellent human. She's gonna to talk to us about a lot of the things she has going on. She is a very busy woman. She is a mother of two. She's a wife. She's a marketing executive, but that's not all that Lauren does. She also is a certified intuitive life coach, which I'm gonna to talk to her about how she got into that, what it means. She also uh, is the founder and she, she created Discover Essenza, which is an Italian word. And I'm gonna ask her why she chose an Italian word because I randomly people don't just choose Italian things, I think. Um, and she's also an author who wrote a book, Truth Be Told, which I think will be coming out soon. She's gonna tell us a little bit about that. Lauren, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, that was so good. Excited. I remembered a lot of those things. And I found out Lauren pronounces her name Tetro and I was saying it wrong all along. So this is good. <laughs> it could clarify some things. Um, so there are a lot of things I wanna talk about, but I always ask the guests to start by introducing yourself. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, you know, um, where are you from? How are you, you know, those just a basic introduction to yourself and, and then we can start talking about your journey to where you are now. Absolutely. Well, you did a wonderful job with the introduction Thank thus you. far. Thank but you. I am a capital region born and raised gal. Okay, uh, so I, you are. You're yes. here. Okay. Yes, I grew right. up in Skoda. Okay. So borderline farm country, but okay. close enough to okay. still get groceries. Um, okay. I enjoyed that. We moved around a lot, but all within, you know, five miles of each other. Okay. So switched schools a lot, but stayed local. Okay. I went to uh, Sage College of Albany. So college here as yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. I studied uh, graphic design and business administration. Okay. All right. And then uh, started, you know, working as soon as I could. I've did you been working. <laughs> did you desire to leave the area or did you were you totally content being here? Like I in the area? I was pretty content. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I had interest to travel, but I'm kind of a homebody right. and I like nothing to be like, knowing. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I wanna leave. No urge. Like okay. the city for like a fleeting moment, I'm like, oh, I wanna go to New York City because there's good design schools, but I'm like, I would not survive. Like I don't like the city yeah, that it's, much. It's like <laughs> now you said design, were you into design? Like what were your yes. like hobbies or passions when you were like, you know, before getting into your career? What what did you really enjoy? Yeah. So growing up, I loved art and specifically pencil drawing. I okay. was really into drawing. My mom is a fine artist, my okay. grandmother was. Okay. Um, so it's always been there. and okay. So art in your family a bit. Very much so. Okay. So I stuck with it. And then I started to get into that space of like, hmm, what do I want to do with this? Right. Like, where do I right. want to? Um, and that's where I started exploring graphic design. Okay. So I started with graphic design. Okay. And then after two years, I was like, again, hmm, do I really want a four-year degree in this? Do I want to be a graphic designer forever? Or is that just a tool that I want kind of in my Is toolkit. that what you did when you went to college? Is that where you yeah. started in was graphic design? Yes. Okay. And yes. That your degree is that, what is your I degree? have an associates in graphic design. Okay. All yes. right. Yes. And now I know I've met you through as mark, as a marketing professional, you're in the mm -hmm. marketing world. Um, how did that come about? Right. I mean, how did it switch to that? I mean, there are elements to that, obviously in marketing, there's yes. graphic design and design and like branding and things like that. Is that how that evolved? Yeah, after about two years, I, I got into business and I started okay. taking business courses. Okay. And my my passion as 
as I quickly started to develop was really about connecting people yep. with the right messages, yep. evoking feeling from those messages. Yep. So marketing was always something that was just kind of like a buzzword, like everybody right, exactly. wants to do it, right. but you don't really know it's what much you're getting more into. Than that, right? Yeah, right. very, very much so. Um, so I felt that combining the business with the design kind of landed me in that space okay. naturally. Okay. Uh, and I really, really enjoy it because it's really, there's so many dimensions to it. There's marketing. so many dimensions mm -hmm. to that. People ask me a lot, like you're a neuroscientist, how the hell, like what, I don't understand why, <laughs> what's marketing? And I'm like, marketing is not, it's just a word. Like, you know, all the goal as marketers is to craft and to bring someone to something. And ultimately mm -hmm. we're trying to get you to do something. And to me, if that isn't neuroscience, then I don't know what is. Right. Because understanding how people think and understanding what's going on is at the basis of that. And it's the same thing in marketing. Yes. Talk to me a little about the genesis of your career. And then like, you know, what was, where did you start your career? And then I want to talk about your sort of you know, this life coach idea, because mm -hmm. um, I'm really passionate about mental health. I really believe in, um, as a scientist, it's bizarre because I made a sort of a pivot in my life where I was very, has to be true. Everything has to be fact-based. And then I had this sort of spiritual situation happen and it sort of took me in a road. So I'm wondering same. if the same thing for you. Okay, so, so before we get to that, <laughs> tell me a little bit about, so what was your first foray in your career? Where did you start? Yeah, so I've always worked. I got my first start at a state park and okay. I was just interacting with people doing ticket sales. Okay. And slowly started to learn the office and accounts receivable and accounting. And I was like, hmm, all right. I just wanted to really try a whole bunch of different stuff because I didn't really know what industry I wanted to land in. Um, but I did kind of get my first real job, I would say, in commercial real estate. Okay. Um, I was there for a little over a year and a half. I was kind of in an executive assistant role, but I was also doing a lot of the marketing packages okay. for tenants and okay. prospects okay. and aerial maps and all of that. So that's starting to put that together a yes. little bit. Okay. Yes. Yeah. On the side, I was always doing graphic design. Okay. So, so you didn't let that go. That was no, always, okay. No, but I didn't really like put it on display. It was the kind of thing like my friends or people that were looking to start their own businesses or I I was doing promotional flyers for like concerts and, uh, you know, club nights and all of these things at the time that were, you know, part of my life. That's fun <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I was, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but my whole goal through all of that was just to really just stay curious and figure out what I wanted to do. Okay. Commercial real estate wasn't quite it for me. Right. Um, and I really wanted to make sure that I felt connected to what I was right. doing. Um, I took some, some time off. I left that job um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but when I took a pause, I was unemployed for six months. Okay. And I spent a lot of time like trying to figure, figure out, out like, who am is. I? Right. What am I? Like the great that, surrender. That's very... Um, What's the word? That's not unusual, I feel, right? People don't do that. Mm. They don't take that time and really go in a yeah. bit. You, is, that, is that who you are as a person or is it just the time in your life where you felt like you needed to? I had. I was faced with an ethical decision Okay. and I chose my values. Okay. So it was not a planned exit. Okay. I was just kind of like, okay, right. I guess I'm leaving. Okay. Um, and terrifying, okay. terrifying. So I didn't realize how much I needed right. that. When I right. look back, I wouldn't change any of it, Correct. right? Right. And how much I needed to stay focused on what was going on inside. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of led to, you know, putting my hands up and saying, 
you know, show me the way. Whatever this is, wherever, it goes, wherever I'm, I'm supposed go. to go, yeah. I trust this, okay. and I'm willing to stay focused. You know, I got I did therapy during that time. Yeah. I really focused in on like, who am I? Yeah. Why am I here? Okay. Um, that curiosity has never really left me. Yeah. It's just kind of evolved and taken different outlets. And then that the took you to what was next for you? Next, I went on to work for Time Warner Cable. Okay. Uh, and I worked there for four years. I loved that job. Okay. Um, really, that was my marketing role, my first marketing okay. role. When All I right. landed that, I was like, this is it. Okay. I made it. You like. Found it. I got the marketing job. Nice. Um, Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Yes. Awesome. And then is that where you end up where you are today? I mean, after Time Warner Cable or no? Okay. Yes. I I, I took a job with uh, Capcom. Okay. And that's where, that's where, and that's how I met Lauren through, through that relationship. So I want to now understand, so you have this career path, you try, you know, you're in one thing, like you said, something's happened. I always say like things happen sometimes and whether you want it or not, sometimes you get forced out. And you have to then, when I look back on those things and I'm like, you know what? I would have never left that place or I yeah. might've languished there forever. And sometimes yeah. you just find yourself and you're on this and you have this really great path, but that doesn't really, from what I know, that doesn't really stop you from continuing to develop this passion that you have mm-hmm. of looking inward and now helping others look yes. inward. So I wanna understand a little bit where that came from. So yes. talk to me about the how you sort of got on that path. Yes, okay. so. When, for my 30th birthday, okay. my mom and I took a spiritual retreat to Italy. Uh-huh. And it was with somebody that I know and adore. Her name's Deborah Hanlon, and she's an intuitive psychic. Wait a second. Time out. <laughs> I just got the chills. Yeah? Deb is like, so, oh my God, this is so weird. <laughs> um, I, I know Deborah Hanlon. Mm-hmm. Deborah Hanlon um, had a tremendous impact on my life. This is very weird. Yeah. Um, I'm goosebumps now, too. I have so. the chills now talking about this. Um and wow, so I'm trying to figure out how, so my <laughs> wife, I'm not trying to take away from this story, but I think it's related. My mm-hmm. wife, um, her mom suddenly passed about, ooh, now six years ago, <laughs> and she was 52, she was very young. Oh. And um, right after that, we went to go see Deborah. And at the same time too, I was still in science, but like very uncertain. And sh- this woman, I had these weird experiences at the time, and this woman, I never in my life have I experienced something like this with her. And I'm like, too, I'm like, you know, the guy from Lost who is like, you can't, it's all fact-based. Yeah, the total skeptic, she, which is her favorite, She told me things <laughs> that it was impossible, first of all, impossible for her to ever know. Mm-hmm. And secondly, she told me at the time what I was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she said to me like, wherever you are right now, you think it was, when you entered into that, it was right for you. It hasn't been right for you for a long time. And you are going to go into the world of marketing. She said this, I have the recording. Mm-hmm. And she said like, whatever that means, you're gonna go into that and you're gonna be so much more successful and happy in that regard. And if you don't go into that, like it's a problem and you're gonna email me when you do and you're gonna be like, wow, you were right. <laughs> and I remember sending her the email yep. and the fact that she made me think about that and it brought me to where I am today. And now I'm sitting with you (laughs) and you're telling me a story that got you on a journey and she was involved. So that is some weird, wacky stuff. Okay, so I want everyone (laughs) to put that in. So you're, okay, so now you go to Italy and she's there. So this is a retreat organized by her. Yes, so I had a reading with her. I brought my mom for a reading. She wanted to connect with her parents who have passed and I love Deb from the the second we connected. She's great. She's just a realist. And it was funny, the first thing she said to me when we started talking, 
And she's like, do you do logos? And spoiler alert, I actually just did her logo. Oh so the, when I look at like how things kind of unfolded. So, so I connected with her and that's where I got really curious about energy work and yep. into intuitive development yep. because I felt disconnected from like, who am I? What do I want? Why am right. I, why do I have no boundaries anywhere in my life? And I'm in dysfunctional situations and I'm the common denominator. Right. So that was kind of the awakening, right? Is like, okay, I'm just going to absorb as much of yep. this as I can. Yep. And when she posted the, the Italy retreat, I sent a note to my mom, I'm like, mom, we got to do this. This is it. Like we get- we're totally doing this. And we did. And it was like, the equivalent of the most intense, amazing experience. It was like an intensive, a week-long intensive. Wow. All day long, workshop, sessions, meditations. Where in Italy, by the way, was it? We were in Umbria. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Yeah, and we had some day yeah. trips planned. Yeah. We went to Rome, and yeah. you know, we were staying at this private villa. I mean, I was like, am I dreaming? Wow. This is like- so you got to not only, it's not only the experience of the actual workshops, but Italy has such a- uh, oh a pace gosh. or like, a, yeah. I don't know, like there's something about it that is yeah. like lends itself to that yes. sort of discovery. And my Nana, my mom's mom mm-hmm. was from, born in Sicily. Okay. So right. we have family out there that we haven't really explored yet. But so I've always been drawn to yep. want to go. And my mom was like, yeah. So that's where I would say that's kind of, when you, it's like cutting open a tree and you see like the yep. rings, yep. right? That was one of the rings. Okay. That was a defining moment right. in my life that really allowed me to start tapping into my intuition okay. and really op- get out of my head and into my heart a bit because that I mean you just can get lost up there and yeah really I mean and when you derailing. play the game that is professional oh, life yeah. and career life and as a parent and oh, all yeah. of that you yourself goes by the wayside oh, I mean yeah. it's just classic right mm-hmm. so um, it's very and I've learned that too like it's very important that you find out and yes. you got to continue to find out so you go there you have this you come back and yes. now you want to continue to do this yes. and look at it okay yes so I during one of my meditations, I kind of had a vision for what is now my logo for Ascenza. And I just jotted down the the image. And at that time, I didn't even know it was Ascenza. During one of my uh, meditations, deep meditations, I kept coming back to the word essence. Yeah. And that I had found my essence. Like yep. I had discovered the thing that's not in my head, mm-hmm. that's not like who I am. And I'm like, I need to look this up in Italian because I'm in Italy. Like, this is it. This is the word. So that's why the Italian. And okay. Totally. That? Yes. I was going to yes. ask her about I that because it's not it random. Yes. It can't be random. So discovering your essence became right. kind of what I wanted to not only continue doing for myself, but to help other people that might feel stuck between their head and heart and not knowing how to still be authentic and yep. true to themselves through so many demands yep. because it's it's ridiculous. The it base is. of it is ridiculous. And people will say, what do you find when people say this to you or you've heard this where it's like it's I don't have time is the biggest thing I hear like it's not it's not feasible for me mm-hmm. or like I don't get it like yeah. you know like I, I got all this stuff there's not enough time mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take a couple an hour out of my day to what you guys call meditate or whatever people don't I think meditation oh, yeah. scares people very much I think so. that like and I think I talked to Deb about this once it's not what people think nope. um so what do you how do you sort of what what are your what is your message to someone who feels like because everybody feels yeah. like that I'm sure you do still and I do yes. as well but how do you what is it that you say my primary question is how is that working out for you right right that's where I go and right. and when I got into life coaching and learned like there's different gradients to coaching I'm a high gradient coach which means I'm going to be direct I'm going to say it with you know empathy but I'm probably going to say the thing right. that you don't want to hear but that you need to right. hear and so 
if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? That's that's the saying. And yep. the reality Correct. is, if you're not willing to take a look at the variables at how you got to where you're at right now, right? Um, you know, some people, and this is part of you know during coaching and as I went through my certification and I started taking on clients. Now I'm not for every client, and every client isn't for me, right? And so some of that comes down to like coachability. Where are you at in your life? Are you curious? to unlock some of these doors. Right. If you're not curious and you're just waiting for something prescriptive, then you're not going to get out of it the transform the transformation that you're Right, you seeking. have to be open to that. Very right? much so. This is something I talked about with Deb too and I because yeah. I always was saying like you know, she would say in terms of these mediums, right? She's like, anybody can do this, mm -hmm. but you have to be open to it. And that's the difference. It's not so much that yeah. like, she's like, I don't find myself to be, because when you meet this woman, she's not like this, like if you have a stereotype of these mediums yep. who like talk to ghosts in yep. quotes, this is not this person. Nope. That's why I love um, her. She's just like a regular <laughs> she's a human, real chick. normal yeah. <laughs> human. And like, but she's like, I'm no different. It's just that when I'm at the grocery store and I'm online, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm there, I know that this person in front of me, this she had someone pass and they were, you know, I because I'm open to the energy. Mm -hmm. And if you allow yourself to be open to the energy, yes. it's very scary because all that energy will hit you. Very much and so. And so like, I love the, so uh, let's talk a little bit about energy because this is mm -hmm. something that I'm super into. Me I too. really do believe that energy is everywhere. Yes. Um, and I can feel energy in people. Yep. I have, and it's like to my downfall sometimes, I'm too <laughs> tuned into people's energies and I'm like, nah, I yeah. don't know about that. Yep, um, yep. So, where did you always? Ha I feel like I've always had that. Did you always have this feeling of recognizing energies? I didn't realize that I did okay. until I started learning more about energy and really empathic abilities, which we're all wired for. It, right. Like you mentioned, it's just yeah. a matter of being open to it. How I came to it was the hard way, was trying to figure out why I was so anxious all the damn time, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. how do I manage this constant flow of somebody's bad mood, throwing me so off kilter and internalizing it so much, I'm absorbing so many different energies around me. And where I really honed that was in the working world, right? Because there's a lot of pressure that comes with yep. that. And you're surrounded, yes. you know, at the time in rooms of people, yep. right? At, so at that's, the time, right? It's, right? When it's we a, did that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's this constant give and receive. And so is marketing in yep. a lot of ways, right. right? So I just had to start to learn energy protection and knowing when I needed to say, okay, I'm only going to let certain things in right now. I need to not give away my energy on a platter because people are just hungry for it. They, you know, they see the light and they see that energy in somebody right. else. Right. And it's really easy to fall victim to, like for me, I came from very chaotic environments, right, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So... I almost became addicted. So you were like to wired that. to that. Wired sort of chaos, to it. Right? As much as it was discomfortable or uh, uncomfortable, it was very comfortable at the same time. Right. I had to learn over time that like peace is not the same as loneliness. And mm. this drama that was being created, mm -hmm. I had a piece in it. Mm -hmm. So the curiosity is what kind of got me into that state of really understanding energy mm -hmm. and uh, the energy centers in our body. Yep. And, you know, all of that exchange that's happening, all of that nonverbal communication is happening all the time is directly tied to. Correct. Correct. intuition. And you can feel that in your body, right? right. And those are the, some of the things that when I when I put the word intuitive before life coaching, um, it's it's more so like I can tell if somebody is BSing. 
Right. I, and, yeah, and you can, I know. You can, you can feel say, it. Right, and, can. and also, when someone has a breakthrough, same thing like we had, I'll get, I'll get a, uh, goosebumps down one side of yeah. my body. Yep. So there's like resonance that happens. Yep. And that resonance to me is, the, is kind of the indicator on where somebody's at and, yep. and whether or not there's a block going on yep. somewhere. And, and I've, I've always said that too, uh, again, maybe to, sometimes to, to detriment, but I've always had that ability where I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. But I would also then say, and I remember when I talking to, to, to my therapist who I've had for this, the, the longest time and saying like, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> yeah. I also don't want to be so dismissive of right. energy because <laughs> let's just say, for example, you are BSing me mm-hmm. and you are telling me a whole bunch of lies. I don't want to discount you as a yep. person because I don't know what you're going through that yep. has made you feel like you Absolutely. have to BS me right now. Yeah. Because what I want to say to you is like, hey, dude, it's yeah. all good. You don't have to give me that bunch of crap. I don't care. Yeah. Just talk to me like a regular. I'd rather yeah. get to know you as a person. Yeah. So there was a time for me where I was sort of using this ability mm-hmm. as a way to be like almost too good, yeah. right? And like that's yeah. the opposite Super of slow. what I wanted to do with that ability. Yeah. Where, and again, I talked to Dev about this, like I don't want to be dismissive, dismissive of you because I feel like you're BSing me. Yeah. I want you to stop BSing me and having a regular conversation. But yes. if I'm going to come across like, eh, yeah. why would you want to then let exactly. your guard down? Yeah. So how, how does one do that? How yeah. do we become more open Mm-hmm. to others, even in, even if we feel like, you know, there's something there or yeah. it's not really for us. Or do you? Do we, do we just make the decision yeah. to move from there? There's a couple things. First and foremost, for myself, I was that. So when I mm. see it in other people- You I, were that, that person? Very much yep. so, very yep. much so. And so I understand it. I understand and now the circumstances that get us there are all different. But it allowed me to look at that as not an indicator of judgment, but to switch into the state of observation and say, hmm, that's where the curiosity comes right. in. Not judgment. Yep. This isn't right. good or bad. Right, correct. But it is the degree of which the work we need to do. Right. Right. So right. that helps me kind of calibrate a little. Okay. Um, when working with somebody, some people might need a full year of coaching. Other right. people, right. three months with a couple and refreshers. And it's not just like it's going to be like, no, it's right. A, yeah, right. it's, an, it's an evolution. And so I think part of that is recognizing when, for me, when I go to a place of judgment in my head and I'm in my head too much is where I have to come down and go to observation for myself too, because I'll catch myself in judgments on myself all day long. Yes. I'm like, that ain't helping yep. anything. Yep. Same with the exchange with other people, because what you're actually dealing with is somebody's core fear, right? And, and what they're right. showing yes. you is a right. projection Correct. of that. Yeah. Right. And I remember... Um, I had this friend in graduate school who was very, very into spirituality. And I had this moment with him. This sort of pushed me to another path where, you know, I was in grad school, I was stressed out and I was young. And I was like, you know, I thought I was, you know, here I was, I was in a PhD program for neuroscience and all this stuff. And I was blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I remember I was very, I was always to be very judgmental, again, dismissing people of things. And I remember there was this one experience I had where there was this, t- this professor and he was always like sort of like rude, mm-hmm. at least I thought to mm-hmm. me. And I remember being in the elevator with him and I said something to him and he sort of dismissed me and walked away. And I said to my buddy and I said, you know what, I'm done with him. I try to be whatever and he's always whatever and I'm, I can't. Mm-hmm. Like who the hell does he think he is? Right. And my buddy said to me, you know, did you know that he just lost, lost his son? to like about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm getting like these like weird yep. chills. Left and I'm side. like, he's like, do you know that he lost his son a <laughs> yeah. couple of years ago to like a tragic whatever? 
And I remember being like, I remember my feeling there and being like, oh my God, what, what an yeah. a-hole I am. I cannot believe. And I said, I didn't know that. And he's like, right, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Yeah. You think you know, you see someone yep. and it's all about you, yep. how they're acting to you. But do you know the suffering that that man, can you imagine what that man is going through every single day of his life? Not only does he have to live with that, he has to interact with young people. Yep. His job is to be around young people. He doesn't have his child anymore. And like getting emotional, like thinking about yeah. it. But like, that was like an awakening for me. Cause yeah. I said to myself, like, I cannot do that. I can't do, cause it's not fair. Absolutely. Because I, if someone judged me based off of something like that, mm-hmm. how, it would be terrible. So yeah. you have to be, but it takes a lot. That's a mindset. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot. And like you yeah. said, I'm sure for you, you still work on this. I catch myself doing it too. Yep. So is that something that like, you have conversations with people about like, this isn't gonna be like, yeah. oh yeah, Chris, you're good now, yeah. right? It's a constant, it's a constant it's work, right? It's the most important work you'll ever do. Right. And the ego can be tricky that mm-hmm. way because it convinces us that we are this title or we are this thing and we are right. we have it all figured out. Right. But whenever you see that or whenever I see that in other people, to me it's it's a measure of their pain, right. right? And so that's where I had to shift myself when I see it. And alternatively, when I'm projecting something at somebody and literally over time, because it happens every once it in does. a while where right. I'm like, okay, I'll stop in the wow, middle. I'll be like, like yep, this it, is not... This isn't at all what I'm trying to get across. Right, I got to bring this back a little so bit. So vulnerability right. comes into play big time. Right. And I think people, you know, that word gets thrown around a lot, but staying curious to figure out why you're showing up the way that you are and why you are receiving people that the way you are is a vulnerable exchange. Correct. And it requires, the easy route is to place a judgment on somebody and say, boop, no, that's too uncomfortable for me. Instead of saying, what's going on in their world? And why is this triggering something in me that's making me feel like anybody has the ability Mm -hmm. to say or act like I'm not who I am. Yep. Right. I know. And it requires a patience. Very much and, so. And, you know, I, um, it's one of my things, like for me, you know, one of the best practices for me is my home relationships. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to talk to you about, um, as, as a mom, I want to talk to you about that in a second, but like pr- practicing amongst relationship with my wife mm-hmm. and my son, because those are people you're around all of the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my wife is the complete opposite of me as a human Same. by design, I'm sure. <laughs> But that also brings with it its challenges because I progress and I withdraw in different ways. And I can't expect her to progress and and do things, you know, she went through this terrible tragedy. Mm -hmm. And by by the nature of marriage, you're up and you're down together. And so then I suffered along with that. And I wanted her to progress at at a rate faster than I thought she was progressing at. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't ready to progress. Yeah. And so that was a challenge for me. Yeah. But through that experience together, we've emerged better out of it because I had to learn, you know, it's that my son, watching him grow, he's our only child. Yeah. Um, you know, watching him develop into someone with emotion and how to sort of, the best practice for me, I mean, it sounds like that, not not like I, you know, it's not like an experiment, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean. That yeah. the best practice for me on on that ability is that at home. So talk to me about like with your with your kids. Yeah. Do you are you going to try to um, like you know make them aware or you know try to impart some of this to them as they mm. grow? I'm curious to know like about that. Um, so I have two kids. Mm-hmm. My daughter Mia is nine; she'll okay. be ten in January, and my son Gabriel, uh, he's three and a half. Okay. Two different dads. Okay. And my daughter is this. In fact, when I got pregnant with my daughter, 
um, that really set me on this path of intuitive development. She is an extremely intuitive child. Um, she sees spirit, has mm. connected with spirit, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, you know, I've that's, got Deb Hamlin. Impressive. I'm like, whoa, do you have a kid's classes, <laughs> like, right? I'm like, on? I'm not sure. How do I hold space for her to explore this without projecting any kind of fear on the right, situation? Right. And also just understanding that where she's going to go, I believe is is already mapped out for right. her. She's going to go, right. Yes. So my biggest thing, and this is, you know, parenting for me was is still the hardest thing ever because yep. there is no, as soon as you think you have something right, figured out, not, right. forget about yep. it. And then, you know, my son, who's, my husband is ex-military. He worked for the army for 10 years, pilot, you know, all these things. Very, he yep. doesn't understand anxiety. Right. He is very, very here and now. Yep, yes. Which I, like, that's a superpower sometimes, right? I'm like, <laughs> right. man, I wish I could, Do, like, I lean on that. that. I'm like, you've compartmentalized maybe a little bit too much yeah. here. But I am the other end of that spectrum. Yep. So where I'm wide open and feeling my way through all of these things, he helps bring me back to reality mm-hmm. sometimes a little mm-hmm. bit and get grounded and yep. say, like, let's really look at the threat here. Right, um, is, right. Are you creating that? Right, exactly. exactly. And yep. I'm like, 100% I am. So he really helps balance that. Um, and my son is just a wide open cave boy. Like he is just like full throttle. Um, I'm waiting for him to to love his mother. I, I he loves me, but no, I like I my mean, girl yeah, is like right. my love bug, and right. she still is. She right. still loves to and cuddle. You're like, Hello, boy. and I'm like, give me a kiss. And no. I feel like he feels my neediness, which was you know, it's it's something that even you know my husband like early on and be like, play cool, like you right. know, play cool, because he's just an even keel yep. guy. Um, and my son is just. I, it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Yep. He's extremely smart yep. and like sees patterns and, and his mind is very, very sharp. And then my daughter is an artist and free-flowing. So in any given time... Right, you have, yeah. It, it pull, you pull from each end of that spectrum. And, I, and in some ways... Um, I love that because one day you can be you can be over here, and the other day you can be over here, but still creating a sense of stability for them to just be who they are. Yep. Without any type of hang up or expectation on outcome, and that's been one of the biggest lessons in that be patient kind of vein, right? Is if you get really hung up on outcome then you're kind of losing yourself, not in a good way, in how you get there. And when you get there, you're never going to feel like you got there. Right, exactly. And the clock starts over and you're chasing something else and you miss the journey. And I, that's, that's the, I know, yes, and that's the whole key. That's the key. My I husband know. says to me, we have kind of this, this inner joke, which is in my book, that um, he says, don't forget to chew your food. Um, and that's always my reminder of like when you're scarfing down life yep. and you're in pursuit of the next thing and you could feel that drive is great. It's wonderful. Um, and it served me well in a lot of ways. But it also, like you mentioned earlier, is the recipe it is. for burnout, for losing yourself, mm-hmm. for not understanding what motivates you and why. And then what is it for? Exactly. Right? What is it for? Yes. I'm like, you, 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 you grind out, yeah. you get there, you're making yes. money, you have these things. And you can't physically yeah. and mentally be there. Not at all. And like, yeah. th- I, it, this, a lot of people, I feel like when people hear this, they're like, here they oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, But it's true. It is. Ask anybody that grinds out. Yes. Like at a point, you have to say to yourself, wait a second. Yep. Take stop. And like, bring it back to like my son, like in coming home, like I will find, especially through this pandemic, yeah. for him, for everyone, it was very isolated mm-hmm. and very, very, it's and like, the you know, test. yeah, you forget <laughs> that, 
the, those kids, your kids, your how you're behaving, mm -hmm. how you're acting, what you say, how you say it, they pick up on all of that. All of it. And you're influencing their behaviors. Yep. Because they don't know, especially when you live and you're isolated mm -hmm. like how we are. And I would forget that sometimes. Yeah. And I would be so like picky on him because, you yeah. know, I have this idea. Yeah. And sometimes my wife would remind me, you know, mm -hmm. once, when he, once he did to me, he said, Dad, like, you know, I feel like you're being very whatever hard on me or being mm -hmm. whatever with me. And like, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm sorry, you're, I have been. Yeah. And I feel like a kid or your kids can be a good reminder sometimes of oh, like- Oh, they're a mirror. I've gone, mm -hmm. I've had a weird way of my life, right? Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I've failed and I've won and I've failed and I've won and I've looked, but like, I have an opportunity now. This is my opportunity to yeah. not set somebody in the right way, but be supportive and Absolutely. be, my only thing I really try to do really is create a dia create a situation where there's openness. Yes. Where if, if they're feeling a certain way, Absolutely. we can talk about it. Yes. No matter how bad it is or what it is, because my parents were, you know, they were that, but they they were still some old old school. It mm -hmm. was like rule by, you know. Yeah. Um, I, 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 there are boundaries, like like with your husband, things are strict, Like, yep. but this is a place where we can all talk about how we yes. feel. And that's re that's in the end, if that happens, absolutely, I'm okay with that, yep. right? Like very, that, very that, much that, so. That's that. Yeah. I wanna talk about your book before before we end. So tell me, did you always want to write something? No. No, okay. No, in like, fact, like I never considered myself a writer. Okay. And I, over time, it was just like, I had all of these deep feelings and thoughts and I'm like, where do I put these? Like how, I don't, I got to a point where, you know, unless I was actively coaching with somebody or mentoring, and a lot of people now, you know, I don't have the capacity to take private clients currently. So I just do a lot of mentoring and mm -hmm. I and kind of weave this into my everyday working life. Um, I started to feel like I needed more of an outlet. So I started Discover Ascends a blog yep. first and actually coming up uh, one year on that at the end of this wow. month. And I started... It was funny because every once in a while, I'd say probably two or three times in the history of my life, it would pop it would pop in my head or my spirit, whatever, saying, you're gonna write a book. And it would kind of that's kind of the intuitive piece of like it, it would show up as yeah, a fact. It's and I'm there, like, you're like, nah. like you can't run from like, me. Nah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Right. Like that just became right. and then over time I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna I have am. to write this book. I'm gonna have to write this book. <laughs> and I am somebody that you know, there's obviously a lot uh, out there on law of attraction and goal setting and all these things. Um, when I put something out there as a fact, like I have the mindset of, well, I wrote a book, I just need to write it, right? Like, right, right, I, exactly. It's a you done deal. Have, right. I just you already need have to write the book. It. You have already have And the at book. the same time, not putting myself in a container um, to say like it has to be done by this date because the nature of this book is – it's deep, but it's also, I like to blend like the deep intuitive side with logic because I kind of meet somewhere in the middle where I feel that struggle on a daily basis. And for me, this book is really breaking down kind of the phases of transformation, mm -hmm. right? And some of those moments, I call them moments of truth in the mm -hmm. book yep. that were 
kind of seeded in me along the way and then evolved. So it's very much equal parts my story, but more so focusing on the reader and exploration. It's like if I could put all of my coaching skills into a book that somebody could just pick up and, and maybe they don't want to sign up for coaching yet, yeah. this, is this, is, this is their guide. This is their way to dig deep and to explore. Um, and so I'm about halfway done with it, okay. but I, you know, it's one of those things where things kind of come into my life and art's the same way where I'll have a period of time where I'm not doing any art and then I feel the calling. Right, and then you come And to I'm it. like, all right, right, I'm back. Which um, is what, yeah, yeah, which is a process yeah. where I hear a lot of authors that write that it's like you you go and then it's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So like tactically, can I ask you, so like, do you do you have because people might say like I I like you said like I have something to write yeah. but I don't know how the heck to structure it. Did you start by just are you just typing? Are you mm-hmm. outlining? Like what's your what's your logistical yeah. tactics to I writing? I started you know I did a lot of hashtag you know research on mm-hmm. Google, but mm-hmm. really focused in on okay how do I want to frame the book? And so it's a four part. Okay. And because I started going to space, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these chapters, right? And I'm like, this is a lot of chapters. Right. I'm like, but there's kind of overlap in them. So I chunked it up into a framework of four parts and um, just about done with part two. And it's really each of the parts is like a different phase of transformation. So it's the kind of thing where who isn't ever going through some phase of but transformation? But this is from your, Very from your much per- so. this is about you. I write. So it's the first part is about myself, the journey that I went through, the history in that to kind of create that baseline of understanding that this isn't just some like flip a switch and you wake up magically better. This, you know, there's a lot of pain there. And working through that and putting that into words also helps me process, right? right? So fine tuning that, reworking that, and then getting into the stage of, okay, now it's time to talk about you, right? right? And here's the question. Right, so like humanizing, like this is is my pain. Like who is Lauren and why should I, Right, exactly, and like I'm not immune to any sort of pain or, you know, everybody feels that way. Very much so. Are you, were you, or are you, are you scared or were you scared to sort of, put that out a little bit for people. You know, you, you're mm-hmm. you're in a professional world. Oh, sometimes yeah. we feel like, yeah. you know, like we got to whatever, but yeah. like, we're all real people. We yes. all have things. So like, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what's in the book. So I'm not yeah. to suggest like you have these like revelations, but I'm saying yeah. it's still, it's still bearing yourself as Very a human. Very so, yeah. Did you, how did that feel at first? I feel like we're in this interesting, what I would call like paradigm shift between um, maybe the way companies were run or the way leadership mm-hmm. styles styles were held up um, versus kind of this newer age energy that wants to show up as the human. Right. And so, of course, there's fear in that. Right, of course. But you know what? My Anytime that fear shows up, that's my biggest indicator right. that I'm onto right, something. Right, exactly. That's your whole thing. Yeah. Right? Like and, if you were to run from that, yeah. you would be completely contradicting and everything. And would, right. it would be chewing at me right. forever. So so I've just, you know, and, and certainly I, I feel that out. You know, I'm to me, like the coaching and the mentoring that I'm doing on a daily basis and this encapsulates that. And if it's, you know, something that if I can help even one person mm-hmm. in any way mm-hmm. find that aha moment, and maybe they can't afford to go on a retreat to Italy, but mm-hmm. you know, they still are curious yes. to figure this yep. out, then that's more closely tied to why I'm really here. Yep. Um, the connection, the, the marketing tools, right? And all of the things that I've learned along the way are fantastic. 
And I still have a level of professionalism that I show up with. And my voice is very authentic in my writing. And I've just had to kind of get to a place of just being okay with being exactly who I am. And if that makes somebody else uncomfortable, we got to talk about it. Right, Let's why? talk the about question it. is, why are you feeling uncomfortable? Absolutely. And right. that has led to really good discussions. Of course, it does. Yeah. You got to, what is, you got to be comfortable in the discomfort. Like yes. that, that's, that's, oh, yeah. you have to be able to live in discomfort. Yeah. I always say that, like when people say to me, like, I'm so uncomfortable, I'm like, that's okay. Yeah, it's that's all a good, good sign. That's mm -hmm. great. So let's be uncomfortable together. Yes. And then if you're uncomfortable together, now you're comfortable. Absolutely. So like, that's the way it rolls. But you have, yeah. the willing parties have to be, they have to be able to get over that part. Yeah. And I would say it's all like, I do this with my son too. He gets anxious or he gets like, I'm, I'm nervous. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's totally fine. Let's talk it out. And yes. then you talk it out. And then I'm like, you see, now you're comfortable. Exactly. Right. And he's like, oh, but I'm not yeah. there. But I'm like, but it's fine now. Yeah. Right. So um, people want to go and check it out, the blog and things like that. Where mm -hmm. can they go? LaurenTatro.com. That's easy. Yeah. LaurenTatro.com. <laughs> um, this has been a lot of fun for many reasons. I, I know you, but yeah. I don't know you. So this is great to get to know I you. I love it. That went so fast. Um, and I can't, I, I still have chills about Kind of mind Deb. blown. Like, because yeah. um, everybody needs something at some point, you know, I feel like. And she really was one who pushed me on. People are probably like, who is this woman? Yeah. And she's and, gonna be at the Omega Institute at the end of this month. My mom and I are going really? for a weekend retreat. Yeah, it's called Behind the Veil and it's wow. on Halloween weekend. Um, so we're gonna go for a couple nights, but yeah, she's wonderful. Um, before, before we close, um, there was this, um, I had, she, my wife, I'll just tell this quick story and then we'll, we can close. My wife, um, right after my her mom died, she went up into her her room at her house where, mm -hmm. where her mom lived. And she, um, this was two weeks after she her mom passed and I was there. She came downstairs and she looked, you know, like proverbial, like she saw a ghost. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you all right? And she's like, you know, I swear I just saw my mom in the doorway mm -hmm. in her in her nightgown. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, Ooh, totally I'm, thinking to myself <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself like, okay, like she's going right. through a lot. Like, uh -huh. you know, cause th this was still the pre me, the pre new me, yes, you know, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, maybe, I'm sure you did. Like maybe, you know, whatever. So we go, our, when I first experienced with Deb, we're sitting down the two of us and we're having these conversations and she's bouncing back between me and, and her. And, you know, all of a sudden she stops and she looks at my wife and she goes, your mom wanted me, wants me to tell you that that was her in the doorway. Mm -hmm. That was her that you saw. Mm -hmm. I get the chills right now. Um, and my toe. wife <laughs> has started hysterically crying. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, there is no way. Yeah. The only person in the world that knows that mm -hmm. is me mm -hmm. and her. You can't get that from Facebook. Yep. You can't get that anywhere. Yep. The level of detail there. And that opens me up. So yeah. I guess where I'm closing with this is like, you have to be open. Absolutely. And you have to be willing to go there. Yep. So yep. thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Appreciate what an it. awesome conversation. Thank you.